Welcome to Doug and Joe Talk. I'm Doug. I'm Joe. And I'm Mark. Yay! Yay, Mark! Mark is here. <laughs> so, if we had an official name to call this, we would call it Plus One. Oh, cool name. It's when we have a guest. <laughs> Almost went out already. Oh, your what? cigar? Yeah, just panicking. That was the international oh. symbol for panic. My cigar's almost it out. It looked like it was still cherry red there yeah. when you were... just wasn't getting anything, but oh, no, okay. it's back, so... All right. I honestly am not sure I've ever lit a Perfecto before, so... Yeah, um, this is a new experience for me, too. Yeah. Why don't you tell them about what, what we've got here? Um, I will. Um, we we got our guest, Mark, but we'll, we'll get more into that in just, don't just a minute. Don't worry about me. <laughs> um, Joe and I tonight are smoking the Gurkha Cellar Reserve 15-year uh, Solomon. And uh, the Solomon is, is the shape of the cigar, basically. Now, I, I have a small confession to make right up front. Okay when I glanced, it. when I was picking out cigars... We'd smoked, I had a five or six, um, well, we, I was buying some that had been infused or aged in whiskey or rum casks. And when I saw the Cellar Reserve 15-year, I assumed this was a whiskey or a rum cask-aged cigar. But it's not. It's ju- that's just what they call it. Oh, so marketing, they sort of fooled marketing. me. Hmm. And, uh, and uh, the, 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 the band even looks like a single malt it does label oh, yeah, it looks right. like a single malt label but there was nothing anywhere in the in the stuff that i read that said it was aged in any kind of whiskey but it was interesting that they got me with their marketing i'm so i was kind of unhappy but yet kind of kind of impressed well, that they hooked me yeah. so um it uh we paid online because i'm going to start mentioning the price because i think yeah, that matters a, that's good yeah uh 11 per cigar and uh Here's what it says online about the cigar. It is comprised of the finest quality 15-year-old aged long filler tobacco, finished with an oily Nicaraguan Criollo 1998 wrapper. I know I like Criollo. I'm not sure about the specific 1998 part of it, if that's a special Criollo, but I know in general I've liked some Criollos I've smoked. And um, also um, an aged Dominican Olor binder. Um, it's medium to full-bodied smoke with complex, rounded flavors that pick up in strength as it smokes down. Mm. Guess we're going to be throwing up at about the, when we shut the podcast off. <laughs> we'll see. We will see. So, um, <clears throat> well, where are we going to start, Joe? Well, as far as the cigar goes, I don't are we know. giving our first impressions here? Yeah, I mean, first we're, impressions. We're, we're lit. What is, and what is it that Mark's smoking here? Oh, Mark's got I'll a, let you read it. It, well, I know it's a Macanudo. I actually forgot what it's called, but it's one of the... Uh, uh, I'll think of it in a minute. Maybe I won't think of it. I forgot. But it's a Macanudo, and I believe it's a Connecticut wrapper, but I can't remember for sure. But it's a... It's a, Len, it's a I believe it's a Lancero. It might just be a long Corona. can't remember. But uh, it's one I had several of in my in my humidor that I enjoy smoking on occasion. Thank you. And it's... It's very possible that the other cigar you have is a Maduro Macanudo. So, okay. I'm not 100% positive because the band okay. came off. Oh, okay. So, yep. So, the band is MIA. <laughs> it was. Was MIA. Yeah. All right. So, mm-hmm. this Gurkha cigar, um, you've been lit like 30 seconds longer than well, me. So okay. First, I want to start. talk about a couple of aesthetic okay. things because I was impressed by this cigar. Like uh, last week, we smoked a Gurkha, and it was uh, the uh, the Gurkha 
What I have the band right here. Was that one aged aged with Ron Abuelo Rum? Abuelo Rum, seven year uh, aged Gurkha. It was a nice cigar, and it came, but it came, the aesthetics is what I'm trying to talk about. It came in this fancy glass tube with dipped in wax, you know, and it was all schwancy. There's a tube sitting over there still. Um, this one, however, didn't come in a glass tube, but the shape itself, and what you said, it's called a perfecto? Um, yes, there's either a perfecto or a Solomon, depending on. Okay. Uh, a couple, there's a couple things that are still in question, but okay. I would call it a perfecto. Anyway, the little curly cue at the at the at the end of the cigar, and then yeah, you got a little tear there, uh, and it just it's it's a beautiful cigar. It's a really big cigar. That's another thing that that I'm looking at right now is holding my hand. This is a this is a large cigar, <laughs> and so we're we're gonna see what what happens to this. But um, on the first light, though, co incredibly <clears throat> complex flavors. Our, this is it. This is wowing me a lot more than last week. Last week we kind of both said we were like kind of just wanting more, and we just couldn't get the cigar to do more. And uh, <clears throat> this one from the start is just—it's like a starburst. There's lots of good, lots of good things happening, and and uh, I'm excited for where it's going to go. If it says that the flavor intensifies and picks up, then then uh, that excites me. So we'll see what happens. But I was really impressed. Uh, Joe got his lit just a little bit sooner than I did. And I was just wowed um, by the foot smoke uh, when he lit his. I thought, man, that was that was awesome smelling just right off right off the bat. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm getting just a nice hint of of um, spiciness and spicy feel is what I mean. Um, maybe nicotine spiciness on my tongue, a hint closer to the back of my throat than in the front. Not too much. I'm not a big spice fan, but I'm also getting the flavor of baking spice right off the bat, yeah. which which I like. And a hint of some strong earth there too, but I don't want to get too much into it because we just it hasn't been lit very long. We just so. lit it. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, for sure, we'll what get. Do you, what do you get? <clears throat> don't ask me. <laughs> I'm here to learn. All right. All I taste is leather. Mm. Yeah, that's something. <laughs> I got leather. Leather's good. Don't breathe your foot smoke. If you want to learn, <laughs> don't breathe your foot smoke. <clears throat> well, um, so what's the what's the most important thing in? Uh, in the news today, Joe. That's kind of hard to say. I think there's kind of a lot. The a lot that's people are tired. I think that we've got some news fatigue in the country, and so I think people are a little bit tired. But there's a lot of things that I think are pretty important going on. I'm tired of Mueller. I'm so, tired. So of let's Mueller not too. talk about that. Yeah, we, could, we could go in any direction there, but <clears throat> yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about. Um, let's see. We have several things on here. First off, we've got to talk about this guy in Kenya. Okay. Oh, you wrote this. On, you wrote this as a potential topic today, and I and you're the expert. So, tell us about a prisoner who got a phone stuck in his rectum in Kenya. Okay. So this is a good way to start the show. It is because generally, I think we're, we try to hit more serious <laughs> topics and talk about values. And I was looking at really, go. really important stuff, and I just couldn't not click on this one. I'm like, phone. Rectum? <laughs> like, yes, please, Doug says. So uh, apparently a prisoner was trying to smuggle a phone in to the prison in his rectum. And once he got into prison, he couldn't get it out. Oh, oh. And, of course, he didn't want to admit that he was trying to smuggle a phone in. But it, it caused, for three days he couldn't go to the bathroom. And finally his stomach was hurting so bad he had to fess up to what happened. And... They got it out, and I, I guess he was okay, but... You have some missed calls? <laughs> what did that feel like? <laughs> 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 I, <laughs> I 
I would wonder if you had it on ring or vibrate. I guess so that would matter. How do, our, how do our values reflect that? Yeah. No, that's not. I, would, I would teach my children not to smuggle cell phones <laughs> into prison. Amen. And I probably wouldn't go into any more detail than that. Let's try the old-fashioned way, smuggling it in a cake or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. cake. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what Isla would do. She'd probably want to smuggle yeah. a cupcake. Yep. And a pink cupcake with unicorns on it. So. Well, it's good that he didn't die. I did see in the headline. I didn't click the story, but I did see that yeah. he avoided death or mm-hmm. evaded death. So that's probably okay. Anyway, well, let's talk about something uh, that's. I mean, I don't know if it has any major major implications, um, but how about uh, we talk about uh, President Bush Senior passed away this week, uh, ninety four years old. Is that right? I think, was I think he was even older than that. I was he older than that? Either, I thought it was ninety four. So oh, well, I'm not okay. sure. It's right. it's we got to be pretty cl- pretty close on that. Um, <laughs> It's funny hearing Ben Shapiro talk about George. He said, I was only four, so really, what did, oh, what did I know yeah, during his pregnancy? Yeah. <laughs> or during yeah. his pregnancy, presidency. I can't <laughs> believe I said that. Um, I, I actually didn't wasn't into politics when Bush was president. Um, but I thought he... I'm, I'm trying to think, not now looking back, mm-hmm. but back when I was younger, when I looked at him, I thought he was an okay president. I thought he was following in Reagan's footsteps a little bit. I'm a little smarter now, and I know yeah. a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I wondered if he went to war too much, but it didn't seem... It seemed like he was thinking it through and probably making some good decisions. Um, but the fact that he passed away, it's, I, I do think it's, it's nice that we can say, hey, that was one of our presidents, somebody that led our country, and at least maybe look at his good a little more than his bad. Yeah, <clears throat> I, think, I think that's the, probably the pop, proper posture. For, for a time and a subject like this. And I think it is interesting to look back and see what's going to stick with a person's legacy and, um, and a, I guess, anybody's legacy. But a president's is kind of monumental, you know. I mean, we've only had 40-some. And uh, it's interesting, I think, to think back at what's what he's going to be remembered for and <laughs> what maybe what he got away with. You know, it's it's just, I think it's interesting and kind of fun to look back and and notice, but I guess Wednesday, which is uh, what two days from now, is going to be the official day of mourning. And uh, I don't know. There was apparently there was some. There's kind of a standing tiff between the Bush family and President Trump. Mm-hmm. He is invited to the funeral, of course, but I guess they are going to have Mike Pence uh, do the eulogy. <clears throat> I don't know if that departs from the norm or not, but. Surely that wouldn't bother. Are they just do they like Pence better? Are they just closer to Pence, or yeah, you know? he's kind of more of a inside family, I think. Yeah, I would. I would think. So. I would think that'd be the reason too. Trump probably just doesn't doesn't care that much. He's just not. I don't. He's not part of the group. And yeah, they don't yeah, like him. Yeah. and and the Bushes are so. It's it's funny though. I mean, this is maybe not particularly important of importance, but it's funny how something like an event like the death of a, a forty one that lands close to home uh we have uh one of the guys from our church actually got called away because uh he works for musco lighting he's gonna have to go work lighting funeral well he's not lighting it but he has to go replace a guy that's getting called from like california to go to dc to do the lighting for the at the rotunda or whatever to isn't that crazy? That's Oscaloosa. It is really that's cool. Like from Small here town in Oscaloosa. Is, yeah, that's from know, right here in town. Wow. They're huh. going to go be the ones that are going to do that. So it's just kind of, I don't know, ripples, you know? Things things have consequences, and it's kind of interesting. Yeah. But, yeah, it is. So yeah, And it is it is nice to, I, I hope, I, I haven't seen a lot of media of, about it, but in general, I hope folks are coming together the right way. 
when a leader passes on, you know, so there's always some jerks out there saying the wrong things or. Yeah, I think it's time, you know, <clears throat> hopefully there's a shred of decency <clears throat> and self-respect left. We can be civil when we need to be civil. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I've got, I, um, I've got one thing in my notes uh, that isn't on your notes that I wanted to mention. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, this is probably the one thing that I'd like to at least touch on a little bit. Um <clears throat> Uh, just for for me, for fun, it's interesting, and it gets my brain kind of spinning a little bit. But that Mark Lamont Hill guy, that um, if you if you didn't hear the story, <clears throat> he's a reporter. I can't remember for who CNN maybe. I don't think Wapo. Who it was CNN. Was it CNN? Yes. Okay. CNN. He basically made a remark. It was a very um, anti. I would call it anti-Semitic, anti-Jewish, anti-Israel remark and I couldn't imagine the remark being said out of ignorance but he was basically using um kind of like radical muslim terminology when he said it and he was in my judgment he was saying you know I'm fine with getting getting rid of the jews and supporting you know these other countries but what he said wasn't that <laughs> he basically said like from the river to the sea um, yeah, I can't give you the exact quote, but it's a it's a quote from radical yeah, 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 yeah. Islam like to get rid of the Jews, and he said that, and he was just talking like real like that's that's the right thing to do, and created a big media storm, and like the next day they fired him. <laughs> okay, um, does this guy have a history? I mean, is he a Muslim? Is he, he align himself normally with this kind of ideology? Or? According to some of the follow up media I saw, apparently he said pretty anti-Semitic things in the past. Okay. But... So it's not a totally new thing for him. Right. And some folks even said, don't know why they hired him to begin with. You know, mm. it's... I mean, it's no surprise that he said that. What's his role at CNN? Does he have like a... I mean, I, I'm... This is a totally new story to me, so... I... Other than just a CNN reporter, I... Huh. I don't know any more than that, but... So, I wonder... You know, people have... Well, should he get fired? Should he not get fired? You know, it, it seemed to me that that was a... You're kind of taking your job in your own hands, saying something, you know, that bold, you know, you say what you want, you're representing, you know, if you're representing a company, they might fire you, they have the freedom to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's part of me that likes people to have freedom to say what they think and to talk about their ideas, um, but again, the business has the freedom to say, nope, you crossed the line, mm-hmm. too bad, you're gone. <clears throat> so, I'm, I'm glad that there's a little bit of propriety even within the media's idea of free speech. I think somebody at CNN is, somebody way high up is Jewish, at least by, by birth, maybe mm-hmm. not by religion, too. Mm-hmm. Don't know if that had anything to do with it. It could uh, very well, but I wouldn't, even if that wasn't the case, I wouldn't put it past CNN firing somebody for making a statement like that, just because it might make them look bad. True, yeah. Yeah, they'd, they'd get rid Optics. of them. It was anti-Semitic enough. I mean, it was too anti-Semitic. A little anti-Semitism is probably okay. <laughs> Just it depends for CNN. on which Jew you're criticizing. Yeah, yeah it does. It does. If you were... <laughs> it kind of does, though. It does. I think Say you're right. The tongue I think you're right. Oh, um, so we are um, we are at the first at the first update, and uh, um, I'm kind of chomping at the bit because I'm really I'm really liking most 
flavor-wise, I'm liking what I'm getting. Yeah. I had a small tear I didn't even notice till we kind of got lit, but it hasn't affected anything. It was just a tear in the wrapper, not uh, yeah. the binder. Okay. So it's burning right through, no problem. The draw is a tad bit snug, but nothing I'd complain yeah. about. I rolled mine just a little bit to try to loosen it up. I might, I, might, I might do that, but but I'm really liking uh, what what I'm getting out of this. It's... it's um, it could, and I say this every, it seems like I say this every week, it could be a little sweeter. I like, I want every, you know, I want every cigar, but there, there is a sweetness there, um, a baking spice there, and some, uh, some, you know, the, of the hot spice in my throat, just the right amount. Um, okay, so I'm getting the sweet like crazy. Oh, yeah? And it's funny because I'm just now feeling the slightest bit of pepper slightest bit of spice on my tongue and maybe on the roof of my mouth it hasn't gone in my the back of my throat yet okay. or not but uh but yeah it's so sweet and every once in a while I'll just get like this wonderful it, and it's not all the time but just once in a while i just get this wonderful sort of like savory that stew sort of like uh substantial uh taste and i don't know what it is i haven't put my finger on it yet but uh it's complex it's like it's not it's not Uniform. It's it's almost like I'm just getting like these little surprises every now and again and different some different things. I don't remember the one we had that was mixing this a little bit of the savory and the sweet a while back, but it's mm-hmm. reminding me of that one a yeah, little bit. Me too. I don't remember which one it was. <clears throat> yep. But uh, like it, and it's it's weird lighting a perfecto because you just light that little dot, <laughs> but the burn is good. I was really it was weird because I lit the little the little like you called it a dot, mm-hmm. and it started to come out and it started to get like wonky. It looked like it was going to burn really weird. And then it just straightened out. So don't it, maybe if that could be a kind of a tip if somebody gets one like this, they don't don't, don't try to correct out. it too yeah. too soon because it it, uh, it kind of straightened right out. Hmm. All righty. Well, uh, we like what we're getting. We're enjoying it. So what do you think, Mark? What are you getting? <clears throat> Leather and pepper. There you and go. A little bit of sweet on the sides That's of the good. sides right. of the tongue. Mm-hmm. A little sweet. There you go. A little sweet. All righty. Cool. Yeah. Um, okay, what's what's next, my friend Joe? Well, or Mark, if you... Well, can I go off the list? Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> How about Trump down in Argentina? G20, we got... He signed. The, that is a big. I deal. forgot we about that. Yeah, I totally forgot down. about that. I was gonna. I was gonna write down on your notes here, China. Yeah, but Mark, I didn't. Well, Mark I didn't. and I were working today. We were talking yeah. about it like all morning. So I'm yeah. surprised I didn't even think and, about it. And <laughs> also the whole. I mean, he signed the new. I'll call it the new NAFTA. But yeah, the, the you know, Canada, the old, US, yeah, Canada, U.S., Mexico. Canada, Mexico. Yeah, yeah. He signed that, yeah. and I know it's got to go through all the legal stuff and us. But you know, it's official. All the leaders have signed it. So hopefully that's a done deal. And uh, China. Hey, there, it's on hold, and that affects me and my business big time. Um, so, uh, yeah, because there was, I've already had a 10% tariff on my business. I, I put mm-hmm. an auto glass, and, and uh, my glass has already gone up 10%, and I've been getting emails nonstop. January 1st, it's going up 25%. Well, now it's on hold. So hopefully cooler heads can prevail, and, and maybe, uh, maybe the great negotiator can do something, you know? Yeah, and and that's a that's a pretty good example of what happens with tariffs. Now, whether this isn't pro or anti tariff at mm-hmm. this second, I'm just saying when you put a tariff on China, somebody in America is paying mm-hmm. for that because if your price goes up 25 percent, your mm-hmm. consumer price is yep. is going to go yep. up to kind of offset that, and that's why I don't like tariffs. But when they're necessary to push someone else yeah. to say. Yep. Look, we want to level the playing field, and you're not you're not playing game. For a short period of time, I think I'm okay, and I like how Trump negotiates, and mm-hmm. that's where 
I, I got to be careful because I guess when he does something I don't like, I just say I don't like it, and then I and I forget that he's a negotiator. Mm-hmm. It's not the end game. So I have to remember. It's a move. It's, it's a, a move. move. It's a chess move. Yeah. That's right. Well, you and got see, it. <clears throat> to, yeah, I mean, okay, so in my business, too, the farming markets have hit got hit really hard by the <laughs> trade war with China. Today we saw a substantial bump up just on confidence. It was purely on confidence. It wasn't contracts, but um, we saw a bump because of, like, this hold, this 90-day hold on the tariffs. And, well, I think you have to have – I think the tariffs cannot be a defensive uh, stance – like, you can't say, we're getting screwed, so we better put some tariffs on to protect ourselves. Right. It's got to be an offensive move, and it ha- and you have to have a lot of nationalist sort of, like, you have to have your people behind you. Yeah. Because, like, in my, in my business, and we might, we might get to this a little bit later that, about Trump opinion here in Iowa, but uh, it, the, the farmers that I talk to are in the camp of the president. They believe in what he's doing, and they're kind of taking this hit this year for the team because we know that this is a move and that this is supposed to like there's a promise of a bright future for us ahead if we can see this through but if you if we didn't have that if the farmers were if the farmers were against like if obama would have done this for oh, example yeah. then i think we would have seen like a crit like a way different response from the people and i mean maybe something even like paris like <clears throat> you know policies that are extremely unpopular um, but but so far I think it's he's done it right he's like you said it's temporary we're working it right and it's getting the results that well and, and I think I don't I'm sure this had to be the federal government so correct you'll probably know this as a farmer but didn't he actually be, for pork farmers some of the smaller farmers didn't they get a little bit of a financial kickback to all protect them, them? all but the biggest ones <clears throat> that's what I thought uh, yeah for, um, for pork I think maybe even for poultry definitely for soybeans was a big one corn uh, I got a payment I got, it was a uh, yeah, we just got like a based on our production. So okay. if you per, like per head or per bushel, you got okay. a little bit of a just to, to kind of to say, hey, hold, hang in there. Yeah, hang in we're there. doing something here, and we're we're gonna try to take care of you, and we understand that's affecting you. And so it was a good gesture. Yeah, and and my boss did too. You yeah. know, I was I was talking to him about it. And he said, yep, we got we got some. Um, I don't know if it was for pork or soybeans, but it was probably for probably both. both yeah. yeah, probably for both. So yeah, and corn. If they, if they grow corn. So yeah. Well, thanks for pulling us back in, Mark. I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Mark's we grounded in reality. We're that's, off in internet right. la la land. Yeah. It just, it, it just we're talking. <laughs> we're talking about cell phones and rectums, and he's talking about the <laughs> 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 twenty. I think my job's on the line. <laughs> oh shucks. Mm. Uh, no, and, and, and just to go back on that, my final thing is I was actually somewhat excited, and I talked to Joe about this a little bit, I was actually somewhat excited that there was a tariff. Was it going to be hard? Yes. But the United States has the ability of producing auto glass as well. I get some sometimes. And, of course, my wholesalers are going to go and say, who has the best deal for me? Well, if all of a sudden China is 25% more, they're going to go, hey, United States, hey, Nashville, hey, Columbus, Ohio, all these different glass places. Can you beat this price? Well, I'm going to start buying from you. Okay, well, then I'm all for the tariffs, you know, I'm all for the tariffs to kind of, either way, hopefully we win in the end. And and so I'm I'm okay with either one, but uh, I, I was kind of excited. But with the farming side of it, it's a little different. It's a little different. Just because China's got a lot of people that they got to feed, and uh, yeah. Well, and, and this uh, this is a little bit off topic of tariff, but just because I know the pork business, and you you probably do too a little bit, Joe. That 
they're having a kind of a heck of a time <laughs> with their pork in China right now because they got some kind of weird oh, yeah, that's sickness right. oh, that's just what hammered. What is it called? I forget what it's called. It's a... I just call it swine flu. I don't know what it's technically called, but <clears throat> yeah, it's it's different than the swine flu that that they've been talking about. It's uh, can't remember. It's not PED or PERS. It's not none. No, none of that no, stuff. one of the old okay. ones. No, it's one in one. No, yeah, it's but uh, but apparently that's. I mean, some people like apparently on the inside have said we're really scared. This could like wipe out yeah. um, wow. the hog business. You know, and I'm I, I never. There's a, there's a compassionate side of me that said, because I have Christian brothers in China, it's like, oh, I don't want, you know, people, mm-hmm. you know, to be hurt and struggling. But at, at the same time, it's like, gosh, that would just explode the American market if they, like, killed everything in China. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so I, it's this weird feeling. It's like, okay, they got to do what they got to do. We got to do what we got to do and just see what happens. Yeah. But it could be that pork prices just go through the roof and yeah. Yeah. pork farmers are like, Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> no that would ripple pork, out. That would ripple out to every to corn the market, corn and the soybean. Yeah. It would. It would. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. so uh, something. <clears throat> uh, Mark brought up a point earlier today that I just want to drop in here before we leave the topic, and that is, I'm wondering though, because okay, we we say that our that our president's pretty good negotiator. He's good at sort of playing his political enemies and and making moves and to get them to shift in the direction that he wants them to. But what is that? What are the chances that this 90 day hiatus on tariffs and this and hey we're gonna we're gonna trade a little bit what's the chances that this is actually just to get the argentinian and brazilian soybean crop to market and then we're gonna start this thing all over again makes you wonder just ask it does and there's other things too not just soybeans but i mean there's other things too 90 days that's enough to grow hogs or yeah yeah yeah, it is um you know i what what are we what are we selling six 600 a week so 90 days is you know yeah. you sell a lot of hogs and yep and that's just us one, right? you know you multiply that out we're, business, yeah so. and we're not by any means the biggest and what i added with joe in that comment was is that china is known for always looking so far ahead and here in this country we're so right here right now you know i mean look at what the markets probably did today have they sold a single grain of corn to china yet no but they went up you know so we're so looking at that, whereas China is looking ahead. So maybe they are looking at that 90-day. But we do have, going back to Trump, we do have a president now who kind of has that mentality. He can play on that level. He's playing chess. He's yeah. thinking many moves ahead. And, um, and he's teaching us, too, as well. And, and it's really us. smart. He's teaching Absolutely. the country to think that yep. way instead of yep. just being reactionary or doing whatever. Yep. So we understand, too, okay, this yep. isn't the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Stay vigilant. Mm-hmm. Well, and Play our cards right. Feelings aren't everything, but I, regardless of what I think of Trump overall as a, as a man, as a person, that's kind of irrelevant. But as his, as a president, as policy, I feel like he's for America. Absolutely. Before he's for the world, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I felt like Obama was just like I Global want citizen. I want butterflies and unicorns yeah. all over the world. Yeah. And, you know, at least if, if Trump had butterflies and unicorns all over the world, they'd have American flags on them. And, he'd yeah. be make, and we'd be making a cut. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 And, um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, anyway. So, um, well, this isn't horribly important to my life, but I thought it was cool. The Mars rover just... Oh, yeah. I sat back in my chair... And I don't know that there's a lot to discuss on this, but just sitting back in my chair and thinking, years ago, whenever it was, we shot some device up in the air and flew it miles and miles and miles to another planet. 
I mean, like, the moon wasn't good enough. We had to go to Mars and landed it there and maintained it. And now we're getting these really groovy photos and information and stuff from the Mars. That just, that's like, amazes me beyond amazement when I really think well, about it. Well, are you it. talking about the one that they just landed again here? Because now there's two up there. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, there's okay. Multiple now. Oh, yeah. They've had one up there the, for a long time. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. The, second the second one, one. isn't moving any place. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's actually stuck. a drilling oh, device, oh, okay. so it's just gonna. I mean, it can take pictures, but it's just gonna. It's just gonna core down and send samples somehow. Yeah, that's the other thing. Now you have a, a lab that's able to analyze whatever it is that you drilled and send it back without human beings yeah, looking at it. How can they do that without that's a human amazing. being running it? It's just amazing <laughs> to me. Isn't so, that a neat segue? Uh, <laughs> it is. It is. It is. Their segue. They're, go. They're running it without a human being? How is that possible? How is that possible? <laughs> I think one thing I'm seeing exciting in the space realm is the privatization of all of that. Mm-hmm. Because, <clears throat> honestly, I mean, speak to kind of your ideology, Doug. I mean... We're we're seeing what now? We have SpaceX and what's the other one? Uh, I don't know the other one. Bron is Charles Bron? Not Charles Bronson. Oh, yeah. Branson, Virgin Airlines. No, yeah, that guy. Um, yeah, he's yeah. got another company. What's it called? I don't remember. Anyway, but like, there's there's these different trips companies. There's now? well, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I just like the idea that it's not just NASA that has a monopoly on all this space stuff. Now you've got companies that have actually been able to accumulate enough wealth and information to be able to try some of this stuff and. A lot of it's still shrouded. We don't really know a lot, but what's coming out is, is the idea that, hey, if, if we're ever going to go to the stars, if we're ever going to colonize Mars or whatever, it's not going to... It ought not to be the government that did it. It ought to be a company, a group of people or something. I mean, think about the Mayflower, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. maybe there'll be a Mayflower that goes to Mars and colonizes it, you know? It, that, that excites me. That, it is, and, and the free market side of me likes to think that way, and uh, we're going to do a cigar update here in just a second, but um, I, I do... Um, I do think that because I think national defense is tied in there, I would allow oh, my, my I would allow myself, Mr. Free Market, small government guy, I would allow a little bit of government to be involved because when you get up into space, mm-hmm. there are some national, um, uh, you know, just protecting our country, defense, national defense mm-hmm. things that, that apply there that I think the government should somewhat be involved. And it makes me a little nervous because then if it gets all... A lot of businesses doing it, then the business gets in bed with the government to protect. What? Hopeful, oh yeah, hopeful. dude, they're already tangled they're, yeah. up six ways from somebody. right. So hopefully it'll it'll all pan out well. Um, but we should uh, we should talk about the cigar. Yeah, I agree. Um, so my my draw is loosened up a little bit. I was actually getting a a bitter coffee, bitter enough that it was unpleasant Ooh. to me. Um, it was uh it was and it might have been coffee and then something else bitter. Kind of mixing, but once it kind of loosened up, I, I think I got past the the tough part. It's um, it, the the bitter is dissipated, so there's there's some coffee now with everything else mm-hmm. we had before. Um, I haven't gotten any more. I was hoping for more sweet. When you're like, oh, you're getting sweet, it's like I'm 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 not yet. So I'm maybe my sweet taster is burnt off my tongue or something. I don't know, but um, I'm I'm enjoying this a lot. And sometimes it's just the company you keep. Maybe it's because I like Mark and Joe, and so the cigar's going to be good because like, we got good people. Good people, good conversation. Yeah. We have a good time. We, we talked about that before, though, how yeah. the, the situation totally affects the taste of the cigar. Yeah, that's it's just true. a reality. It's like anything else. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I got the I Actually, that's when you, you guys saw me get my pen out. I wrote down coffee because that just, like, bam, hit me all of a sudden. Mm. Coffee. There it is. And, uh, 
Yeah, it was it was it was an interesting coffee. I would say it was I was getting almost like a dark roast espresso type type of. Huh. It was a super deep kind of thing, but it was coffee. I don't think this is very oily. I would wouldn't mind it being a little oilier. Yeah, um, it's not that, too oily. That's something I always I, I like a lot of oil. This one it's not dry, but it's kind of middle of the road, and I wouldn't mind a little more oil on my on my tongue. Man, I feel like it just got like an Italian spice of some kind. <clears throat> hmm. I mean, like a rosemary or yeah, oregano. like a oregano or something. Pizza. When you get the when you get the earthy, the the, the more um, savory. Sorry, not earthy. The more savory ones. I forget to actually try to be specific. Of mm-hmm. you know, am I getting oregano? I don't know. Coffee and oregano. I'll go brew some coffee, throw some oregano Let's in, and see it. if we're on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh Good well. Hey, what a, is it unofficial sponsor time? Hmm. I think we... I, yes. In, unless we have something planned that I don't know about. I don't. I think we need to give a shout out to our... Where's the remote? Uh, we Our missed opportunity that we had last Friday night. Uh, I'm David's. Is it David's? Oh, yeah. David's Fine Tobacco. David's Fine Tobacco oh, in right. Des Moines, Iowa. That's right. We, uh... We, uh so... A few people went up there last Friday night, and we enjoyed a nice uh, Ecuador, uh, Camacho Ecuador. Doug and I did. There were some other cigars going around as well, but uh, a wonderful spot. If you ever go to Des Moines, hit David's Fine Tobacco. They've got an amazing humidor and really great folks. They even stayed a little late to let us finish up our cigars. And, nice. And, huh. and the game was still game going, was on. so they were like, yeah, yeah. Oh, just hang out a few We were the last ones there, though. They could have. Yeah, they could have. They, <laughs> they could have kicked us out. They were great folks. They were nice. So Super great time. Definitely going to hit that one again. So unofficial sponsor of the night, David's Fine Tobaccos. Awesome. Thanks, Joe, because I didn't have one. I bet yeah. that's, who it should, that's who it should be. And you can. And by the way, you can you can get them if you're not from the Des Moines area or the Iowa area. You can go to davidsfinetobaccos.com, and uh, they've got some things for you there you can check out, see more information. And if you see the picture of Greg David on the wall, um, it is, he apparently has passed away. It says, in loving memory of Greg David, and I stuck my foot in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll fess up because I was embarrassed, and I don't mind telling my story. I just looked up at him, and I thought he kind of looks like, and I didn't realize it said in loving memory of I didn't know who it was. Yeah, there was a picture of this cool guy with a with pipe. A, with a and pipe. then off to the side was the sign. So you, you were okay to miss it. Yeah, I'm just looking at this, this picture. He kind of looks like Weird Al Yankovic if he was Indian. And, <laughs> <laughs> and Joe's like, Doug, it says elbow, elbow. in loving memory of And I'm like, oh, oh, that's the guy that started. Oh, I'm sorry. That's horrible. It's like I felt really bad then. And that's one of those moments where you just have to say, I, I made a mistake. I, I should. I, yeah. If I'd have known he'd passed away, it, it wasn't intended to be a slam. It was just an, oh, that's an interesting photo, but it could have been taken the wrong way. And so, but uh, anyway. So, it's a good time. It's a good time. It, it was. And yeah, they got, they got. Pipe tobacco, pipes, cigars, humidors, they, they got it all up there. So. And I think you can bring in your own beer or alcohol if you want to. Look oh, like. nice. Oh, they I didn't know that. They don't sell it, but there, okay. was, uh, there were other patrons there with coolers, mm-hmm. and they were having enjoying their favorite mm-hmm. beers and, mm-hmm. and the cigar. So. Could have brought your scotch in. I could have. Oh, we didn't even think about that. Something else I thought was nice, and I, I, I love it when people do this. Like I asked the lady, I was like, oh, I didn't bring my, didn't bring my bottled water. And she's like, well, we got bottled water in the cooler you can buy for two bucks. You could probably get it cheaper somewhere else, but if you don't want to go buy it somewhere else, we'll help you out. You know, I'm like, 
I'm really glad she said that because it was a little bottle for two bucks, yeah. you know, and you can get the giant one for like 99 yeah. cents yeah. At, the, at the gas station. But it's like I just appreciated the fact that she was mm-hmm. honest about that. And, and it was fun to talk to him about some cigars. And I actually brought home a cigar I'd never read about, never heard of that they kind of knew about a little bit. And so I'm like, oh, I'm going to take a take a chance and mm-hmm. we'll see how that one smokes. I think Reg. Regi, Regius, Regius, mm-hmm. something like R-E-G-I-U-S. I don't know if I'm yeah. for sure right, but there was a blue and red, and I got the red, so it's... Regis. Well, maybe that's it. <laughs> Are you French now? French. Uh, anyway, um, we were, but speaking of our Mars rover with... Autonomous drones. Yeah, and, uh, and, unmanned. and things running unmanned. We, mm. should, we should talk about these... Uh, you know, it's funny because when I wrote this in my note, I thought, oh, cashierless stores. And I'm just thinking of these little Amazon markets that I've, that I've seen on the Internet when I've looked through stuff. But I'm forgetting that we've had cashierless Walmart for how long? Yeah. Two years, longer, three years here? Yep. And yep. I hardly ever go through the checkout with a person anymore. I got three, four things zipped right through the checkout. Yeah. You know, I'm, and I'm wondering if I'm ever not going to have to scan anything. Do I just push the cart out the door and it goes... It's coming. It's coming. I, and I don't know which angle you want to take with discussing this, but I think the thing that um, strikes me first is um, people's like sort of emotional response to it happening. I'm seeing some things on social media and some conversations that I have with people that they don't like it at all. The fact that they oh. that they would get rid of the cashiers and that really? they want to talk to a person and huh. this and that and and I think that's interesting because. I mean, I understand that. I understand where they're coming from. Sometimes it's nice to talk to a person. That's what, you know, we're missing, right, is human interaction. We, we, we should have it. And, you know, that's one thing we like about going to a place like. That's one thing I loved going about to, to David's Fine Tobaccos the other night was the people that were running it. And, and, hey, that's what made it kind of special is that we had interaction with those people. Yeah. At the same time, when you're talking about buying toilet paper and spaghetti sauce... Do you really need somebody's input about... Because if you ask them a question anyway, they're not going to know. For a long time, like Walmart's a case in point. Walmart has had the worst customer service that I've ever experienced, probably probably consistently for the last 5-10 years. And the reality is they don't have to have good customer service because you know they, they know you have to come there to get your stuff. There's no place that's cheaper or more convenient. And so you're going to come there. They don't care about your customer service experience. They want to make sure that they're keeping their product safe, that you have that you get in, get what you need, get out, so they can and so if that's gonna be your experience, why do you wanna why you don't need to talk to a person. You're not gonna enhance your experience by talking to a person. And and uh so I don't know, it's been just been interesting to me to observe the different kind of spectrum of responses, but um I, the only thing that I find annoying is when you need to find a person you can't find them. <clears throat> so, speaking of annoying, we can go a lot of places mm-hmm. with this. Um, this is... Come back on topic if we haven't, because this is a little off topic. But any store I go into and I say, Hey, do you know where the spaghetti sauce is? I don't want to follow the person that just happened to me go i don't want to follow the person looking for the spaghetti sauce if you're gonna go look for the spaghetti sauce just say i don't know i can go look for the spaghetti sauce without you just say i'm sorry i don't know or maybe i know it might you know Mm -hmm. but i think i don't think people are trained to say i don't know very often 
And we, we train our girls to say it, and we make it a point to say it to them. Especially the th- big thing to avoid with girls is don't say maybe or don't say, well, it might be this. We just, a lot of times we make sure we don't give them a sort of answer. If we, we just say, you know, I don't know. Or... But I don't know how we can find out. Yeah, let's see how we can find out. And someone at a store should just say, I don't know. I could find out if you want me to, but they don't. They they go look for it, and you're following them down 16 aisles, and it's like, look, I could do this myself. I have seven. I already looked there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and so. Yeah. It's one thing. Okay. When I worked at a grocery store years ago, it wasn't a Walmart. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were trained, the way they wanted us to do it was to say, we had to know where it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's an aisle five. Follow me. I'll show you. That's what I want. Yeah. Yes. And that's different. And we were actually told to take the customer to the product that they're looking for. But if you don't know, then you're just, hey, I'm blind. Come follow me. We'll find it together. And and a blank I don't know is better than having me wander around the store. If they say the better answer, I don't know, I could find out. And then you can say, no, I'll just look while I shop for my other seven things. Or you can say, yeah, it's my last thing. Call somebody. And they'll call and find out. Um, But all this to say... I had a big character issue probably a year ago where I just I get disappointed when customer service is bad and I had to mm-hmm. really consciously tell myself I am not coming here for customer service. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, they're hiring teenagers, God bless them, you know, and and some of them don't have great people skills and but I would rather them do that than charge me more money and have better customer service. It's like forget it. I want the cheap stuff. See, That's what go. I want. And the people that are complaining <clears throat> that there aren't cashiers enough will also complain if the prices are too high. Yeah. So they really just maybe haven't thought the issue through or speaking yeah. prematurely. But <clears throat> I think we're definitely going toward the time, and it would benefit the stores to move toward a time where you swipe your card right when you walk in, you put the things in your cart, you go to a bagging area, you bag them, and as soon as you walk <coughs> past a certain sensor, your cart automatically gets billed and prints out a receipt for what was in the cart. Yeah. You're gonna. I mean, that's gonna happen. It's going to happen, and it's just a matter of time. I think. I don't know if Amazon's already doing this with their cashierless yeah. stores. Yeah, the videos. I, people just walk in, grab it, and walk out. And that's where Walmart's gonna go. As soon as, if they can afford, I, th- I this is my opinion, but I think if they could afford to just snap their fingers and have all that infrastructure, but it takes a long time to get all your vendors to include the RFIDs in. Because it took them a long time to get the UPC codes on everything. Yeah. It's going to take them a long time now to get the RFIDs on everything and, and get the coding. If they could snap their fingers and have it done tomorrow, they would do it. Um, but that's definitely where we're going. And and people need to just get used to the idea. If, if you're going to eat fast food, if you're going to buy things at the store, get used to self-service. Uh, I know a high-up manager at Walmart, and he, he basically said, he's like, we... We don't want to say we're following Amazon. We'd actually, he actually was like, they're he's big like competitor. He's like, we're trying to get ahead of Amazon, yeah. Yeah. but we're we're on track. He's like, what they're doing, we're already doing. <clears throat> but they get they get the press, but we're already doing it. We're just not yeah. we're just not you know in the press about yeah. it. Is basically what he what he was saying. So um, I didn't have a cool things um, this week. So okay. I guess uh, we'll. Um, We'll we'll skip cool things for for this week, and uh, we could we could do an early cigar update. It's a it's a little little early, but um, I'm I'm way happier with this. I had that. I, it wasn't even an inch, but it was a few minutes of that bitterness that I was like, oh crap, this is kind of sucking for a minute. And I don't know if it's because the draw was too hard right there for a little bit, but um, but it's gotten uh, 
it's gotten better. And uh, instead of telling you the taste I'm getting, I'm going to compare it to the actually the Camacho Ecuador. It's like a little bit earthier than that, but has a lot of a lot of similarities. Yeah. Um, to it, and the the wrapper's different. Yeah, a criollo. Um, I don't. I don't actually know if the criollo in nineteen ninety eight. I don't think it's Ecuadorian, but the Ecuadorian habano and the criollo ninety eight are different. Different wrappers, but something about this is is tasty. It's a little more earthy. Um, I'm still the, the verdict's still out to me whether whether I would buy it again. But it's close. It's it's on the line. It might actually be more in your palate yeah, than mine. Definitely is. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's 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 right up there for me with some of the best ones we've had. And okay, something that, with this cigar, it's. It's almost like iridescent tasting. It, it's like it's changing. It's not. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not like something like wow! I didn't expect that. But like the different elements of the flavor generally, like they, they kind of pop up one at a time, and, and it's fun. But something really is magical with this foot smoke. As I'm smoking it, I'm getting a little bit. Whenever I get just a whiff of the foot smoke, I'm like, oh, that smells so good. Well, that's what I liked at the beginning yeah. too, when you when you lit. So that was but, that was. So good. you kind of have to. I think it's a cigar that you kind of want to enjoy the general aura of it as you're as you're smoking it. But yeah, it's 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 kind of rotating, I guess, between the baking spice thing, the kind of the savory spices, and then I'm getting a little coffee in there, and then yeah. I'm liking the coffee. The coffee's going well with the, with the kind of earthiness. I like. I'm always longing for more sweet, but it's it's good. You want to go into the questions? <clears throat> How much time do we have left? Um, we're I don't know, fifteen minutes. Very good. So. Very good. Uh, yeah, we can do that. Okay. So uh, our buddy Mark here actually commented on our website and had some questions for us. Yes. Do you remember what they were? They're written down in my yeah, paper. Yeah, I, I do remember. Down. Well, my my question because you know. The thing that draws me to this podcast is I am not a cigar aficionado. I smoke something. If I like it, I like it. If I don't, you know, it's harsh and I don't like it. But I want to kind of know, uh, and I compared it to wine drinking. When I first started drinking wine, of course, I liked the sweet ones better. Now I can't stand the sweet ones. I like a dry red, you know, something like that, that's... that. So I'm wondering, same thing, for someone who's smoked a heck of a lot more cigars than I have, what is it that you're looking for? And I kind of get some of it. You want a lot more sweet, and I thought, oh, well, maybe maybe that's something that, oh, it's candy, you know, for someone just starting, and then you want to go away from that sweet, kind of like wine. So I'm wondering, um, what is it? I, I wouldn't say candy. Now, <clears throat> on a night where I want a sweet-infused cigar... I like a sweet infused cigar, like kind of like if somebody gave me a sweet rosé and I knew what it was, I might I might sure. drink it. But I like the big reds as well. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to a cigar, um, <clears throat> I like um, a little bit of sweet and baking spice, and I th th that would be a generalization. And but Joe kind of likes Joe. In, in contrast, I'm busy. Okay, he's busy. A more kind of a kind. Of, I think <laughs> he likes some like. of the more earthy. <laughs> Earthy, deep stuff. Um, well, they taste sweet to me. I mean, I'm getting sweet, okay. like even in some of those that. Okay. I do like um, the sweet, but I think I taste it differently than you do. It's just kind of funny. Yeah, and 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 it can be different, you know. But uh, but um, I I wish I wish I could give you, but I, I think you're right. Some sometimes, if like if you know your if you know your palate. Um, like because I drank wine before I started smoking cigars, I was pretty sure that I didn't want to start out with super mild, super sweet cigars, and um, 
so I didn't didn't take that route. But sometimes if you're a new cigar smoker, that might be a place to start. A milder cigar, you can be like, oh, maybe I'm maybe I'm tasting this, but I. I like I don't like a Connecticut a mild Connecticut wrapper quite as much as I like this cigar. Right. And the other the other thing that's interesting, and I think being a wine drinker, may, maybe you'll you'll appreciate this. A good wine, even if it's not perfectly tuned into my palate, is really good. Yes. It still tastes like a yes. good wine. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And uh, a good cigar. I've smoked some cigars that aren't exactly what I want, but when they're <laughs> when they're really well made and really good, it's like, whoa, I like that cigar, even though it's not perfectly. Yeah. You know, I'm not getting any banana bread. I'm not getting any right. sweet wood, but it's earthy and sweet and a little bit of coffee. Like, it's oily. It's like, I still like it. Okay. Okay. Well, I think maybe maybe a person that's just starting to smoke cigars, like just starting, and they smoke like a, a flavored cigar, or that would be kind of like those super sickly, like super sweet wines or whatever, or like an acid cigar, you know, those are, those are good, but they're still... You know, they're trying to make them sweet and appealing, but I think a person that gets a little bit more serious and starts to smoke some real quality uh, cigars is going to, yeah, I think it's like you grow into grow into it. And you don't, then, then you go to smoke, you know, something that is flavored or infused or whatever, and it's, I don't, I don't really like them that, that much. It kind of turns me off now, even though when, you know, five years ago, I'd been, oh, that's a great, oh, that's awesome. No, it's eh, it's got that flavor in there and muddies the water. Do you muddies ever the waters? Do do you ever get a cigar like like something that I don't want to say a plain one, but like not a generic. I don't want to say that. Like um, a swisher? No, 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 no. Okay. Something that that's good. Do you ever in you know? Do you ever dip your own cigars in like cognac or something and try it? Um, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Have you done that? As a matter of fact. <laughs> As a matter of fact. Um, when I have a, I don't know, 20 bottles of single malt scotch yeah. or so, and every time one goes empty, I have... Oh, sure. I buy really small... I buy Lancero cigars, and I actually buy the Don Thomas Connecticut, because I think it's a really good Connecticut cigar, but they're skinny enough that I can get them through the bottle, sure. and I put two in the bottle, and I cork it. Yeah. They might yeah. be in there six months. They might be in there two years. But and they don't I, dry out. Um, no. Well, and, and I... So far, no. Okay. Um, but I think they're going to pretty much, because they're corked, they're going to stay at the humidity they're at sure. pretty much. That makes sense. And uh, the the first one, I actually don't think I've smoked any of the Don Thomases. I had some really cheap short filler cigars I used at first. And I was surprised how much of the scotch they took on. Yeah. And so I'm like, I don't want to use these crappy short filler cigars anymore. So I bought a better cigar. Oh, okay. Because okay. They, it's pretty good. It really takes on the, okay. the flavor of the scotch. Okay. I think that having some of those, and those are the cheap short filler ones that we've smoked in the past, right? Mm-hmm. You, it was the, it was the poor rare tobacco that held those back because, like you said, they did take on a lot of that. The the scotch flavor is really nice, but it was like it kind of held the the the, uh, the lesser quality tobacco held that cigar back. I think, yeah, for sure, yeah, it did. And now now they're gonna they're gonna be better. So in um, it, one other thing you mentioned that I'll real quick, it's kind of throwing kudos out to cigarobsession.com. Um, partly because I feel guilty, I've never subscribed to him, but I've watched a lot of his videos. Um, he for years, I don't know how many, at least five. Smokes a cigar about one every other day, and he does a review. And the reason he did it is because he's like, I just wanted to start cataloging my cigars. And, sure. I, and now his website is a 
just all kinds of information. You can search for flavors you like or whatever on his website, and it'll pull up wow. the cigars um, via the flavor profile. And what I found, the reason I like him a lot is his palate is very similar to mine. So okay. if he likes a cigar, I like it. But he tries not to say, I like it or I don't like it. He tries to say, it's oily. He tries to say, I'm tasting this, instead of saying, you know, he likes it or he doesn't. Yeah. He will say if it's a crappy, if it's splitting and it's dry and, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, um, so okay. I, that's where I go sometimes if I want to watch some videos and pick up some cigars that I think would be good. What's that website one more time? Cigarobsession.com. All right. All right. And, uh, so, um, <clears throat> we, we got to cover something else. We've got, uh, five or so minutes left. Uh, got something else we want to, I, Paris is kind of a, kind of a Oof, big deal in the news. Yeah. You guys, you guys want to go there? Yeah. So it is a big deal. It's kind of scary. It really is. I mean, did, have you seen some of the pictures? Not it's not many. I mean, it looks but like a a war zone. It looks like oh, a total yeah. war zone. Yeah. And I guess Paris. I mean, uh, I've not been there, but I I have seen other photographs in the previous months that, I mean, it looks the town the the city is already in turmoil. Yeah. To, let alone from this event that sort of broke the camel's back that. It causing these riots, but it's already kind of been a city under distress. I've seen tent like tent cities erected, and looks like third world country in some places in Paris. But Paris is burning right now. Even tonight, there will be more riots and yep. <laughs> cars on fire and and all of this. And I don't know what I don't. Sometimes I don't know what to think when I see that because I I understand humanity. I understand that it doesn't matter how civilized the people is, if they get pushed far enough, and it's not as far as most people think that they snap. Because when, when a man loses his ability to feed his family, what is he supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'd heard... I'll, I'll keep. I'll say this quick. Andrew Clavin is, is where I got most of my report on this. He, he was saying something like, I don't know if it was a gas tax or what it was. Yep. I think it was a gas tax. And like, you know, if you're in the city and there's public transportation and you can get around, gas tax isn't a big deal. Mm-hmm. But if, if you're... Or isn't as big of a deal. Yeah. If you're out in the country, you're trying to run your business, live your life, and you have to get back and forth to the city and haul stuff and all that, you're going to get hammered by the gas tax. When, and so it's kind of like those folks are saying, hey, we've had enough. Yeah. Well, and it's not even them. As I th- don't, From what I've seen, it's not as much those people as the people that provide services, people that haul garbage, people that haul produce, people that haul that do utility work and things like that. And that's why the protesters are wearing those yellow vests. It's because what that's what those types of workers wear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it's they've they're driving them out of business. And you know, Mark kind of brought this to my attention earlier. We heard when was it that they were talking about that? It it, it was a few months it's, ago. It has to do with the Paris climate accords, right? Yes. Then where they, they said, are trying to make Paris completely uh, electric car or fuel-free cars by the year 2020-something. Yeah. Well, that's hard to do for... I so, can't just go out and buy an electric yeah. car right yeah. now. And it's not like they're It's not like they running out of oil and they have to no. make the shift. Mm-mm. They're putting pressure on that market deliberately, politically, to try to make people buy, force people out yeah. of the market. And they shouldn't be picking winners and losers. Gosh, in the no. they're just no. like... No. Yeah. Do you know Poland's doing the same thing right now? Did you hear about that? <laughs> They are now, I, I read it on my Twitter feed, they are getting rid of coal. All coal. And, and they even said right in the article, it's in their already crippled economy. Now they're yeah. going to take away they're coal. They're already a poor country. Cheap, a cheap yeah. 
way of getting energy and your. Oh, do you, where do you think your electricity poor. comes from? Yeah. To power right. your car. Oh my goodness! Right, I don't it get it. You're just gonna put up a windmill or something. I, I just, hmm. it's reliable, it's cheap, and you know, there's clean coal options out there, and they're choosing to do this and just cripple your people even more. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's, so. it's wrong. The government shouldn't be picking winners and losers. If the government would get out of it, yep. some fancy entrepreneur yep. might be able to make coal even cleaner, might yep. be able to come up with yep. something else. But they're picking winners and losers, or trying to, and they're crippling people, particularly in the interim, but probably in the long term, too, because to steal Ben Shapiro's phrase, the government sucks at everything. Yeah, <laughs> Just leave it us does. alone. Yeah, it does. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yep. And um, Make the product available. <clears throat> And if it's the best choice, people will get to it. Yeah, they will. And, and <clears throat> honestly, I think some people, the, the average person, does care a little bit about being eco-friendly. It's sure. not like not like, uh, but if it, if it's not at least somewhat economically feasible, they're not going to choose it. And the only way to get it economically feasible isn't to put government money towards it. Yeah, that'll make it's, it forever yeah. not feasible. Forever yeah. not feasible. Yeah. You, and it you just. Need, Taxes you even more and cripples you even more, so you can't. Yeah. Some guy makes it and it's too expensive. Somebody else figures out how to make it cheaper. Yeah. And then the other guy's like, happens. "Oh crap! I got to make mine cheaper too." Yep. It's like that's that's the best choice overall. Yep. Well, we're we're running up against the clock, and uh, with three of us here, man, we could we could talk a lot longer. Um, we're gonna real fast, Joe and me. Last comments on the cigar. Uh, it is the case. Okay, so the description of the cigar said that it would had complex rounded flavors that pick up in strength as it smokes down. Do you, what do you think about that? I haven't gotten an increase in strength. Okay. I don't think. I don't think I've got an increase in strength either. What I have been able to do is all this. Okay, this cigar almost worked backwards. I almost feel okay. So I've said in previous podcasts how when you first light a cigar, there's all these different sort of flavors flying around, and then they sort of settle in and like become this sort of well-rounded <clears throat> signature of the cigar. I almost feel like it's happening opposite, and and it might be smoothing out now that I'm getting to the final third. But it seemed like it started out. Wow, that's a really interesting, cool signet like taste, and then it it was in the middle of the cigar, the second third, where I was picking out all these different. Things. That's what I was saying. Is kind of like iridescent, all these different colors, and then now it's. I guess it is. I think it is kind of like set, settling back down a little bit, but um, it's been a really fun cigar to smoke from from beginning to end. Like just looking at the cigar and feeling it before we lit it, lighting it, and and it's just been a really fun cigar to to smoke. There's been some transitions. It hasn't been super consistent. I like consistent sticks better if it's if it's the right, but I'm going to I'm going to end it at that and not actually comment anymore cuz I've already told you what I think it tastes like. The Gurkha <laughs> Cellar Reserve 15 year. Um, we liked it and uh, we appreciate you listening to dougandjoetalk.com. If you have some comments, please leave them. We'll call that a wrap for this week. See you next time. <laughs>